Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, 848 now, 12 minutes until 9 o'clock. You know, it's kind of interesting in life as you kind of go through it. And I know the COVID situation uh, came and went. It's been, what has that, it's been about three and a half years now? Yeah. Yep. Something like that. So, you know, the world kind of shut down and all the rest of it. And and I, you know, I used to, my friend Ed Bagley Jr. and I used to talk a couple times a year. And uh, I just haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, wait a second. Ed, how you doing, Pally? I'm so happy to talk to you again, Tom. Thank you for having me, buddy. I'm telling you, Ed Bagley Jr., one of my... And by the way, I'm assuming you didn't write the first line of the descriptor, but I agree with it 100%. It says, beloved actor. Huh? <laughs> I don't know about that, but God bless him for thinking that. <laughs> Maybe somebody will agree. Definitely I... not my wife. <laughs> God, that's why I love talking to you so much. You're a very honest man, beloved actor, and environmental activist, Ed Bigley Jr., known for his countless roles over the last five decades, most recently in Better Call Saul and Young Sheldon. Two great shows, as a matter of fact. Shares hilarious and poignant stories of his improbable life, focusing on his relationship with his legendary father, Ed Bigley Sr. It's one of the things that I'm very, very proud of. I got to interview your father and you, so how cool is that for me, Pally? So cool. It's a great connection we have, Tom. Thank you for that. You're a good man. So now we have a book to the Temple of Tranquility. And Excuse me, I almost made it through the title, Ed. Ed Bagley Jr. has a book to the Temple of Tranquility and Step on It. I love. Did I you? tried to do it. I tried to rush Serenity. That's how crazy I am. I tried to even get Serenity out of out of a bottle of vodka. I wouldn't recommend that either. Oh, you and I have been there together, Ed. There's no question about that. Full disclosure. Yeah. Full disclosure. So um, how long did it take you to write the book, first of all? It started innocently enough. My daughter Hayden came to me with her smartphone in hand saying, you know, I want to record your whole, you know, 50-some-odd years in show business, or at least as much as my battery pack and data plan will allow. So let's get to it. We started to record it, but... She wasn't available all the time, so I went, let me take some notes from my daughter about my crazy life. And that's when it happened, Tom. The keyboard of the computer became like a Ouija board that actually worked. Right. You know, it started drawing me into these different stories and saying things to me I haven't thought of in 50 years, but I knew they were true. And fortunately, there's, there's enough people still alive and different ways to verify these things actually did happen as I recall them. So it was a great learning experience for me a period of discovery in writing it it took me just three months to write 80 percent the first 80 percent of it it just poured really? out and i tried to get it down before i forgot it you know half of it and uh and then the other 20 percent i did it in over the course of about three or four more months to get it just right and fill up a whole book now and i do have to ask you because it says in here focusing on some relationship with his legendary father ed begley senior 
I am assuming, because he always said really, really nice things about you, so I'm assuming he said those to your face, too. He did. He was very careful Good. with his praise. He wanted me to grow as a young man, and he, I think he was happy that I was beginning to work as a cameraman and a little bit less as an actor, but I, I know he was happy with that. But he threw compliments around like manhole covers. He was not given to throwing a, a lot of praise my way, so when he did... It was a big deal. It was a 20 megaton bomb when he did say something complimentary. When I'm so proud of you, boy, you're starting to pay your own bills, Aww. and it's good you're working as a cameraman. You'll be you'll be in good shape for life after I'm gone. He was couldn't have been sweeter about it. He was a good dad and a great role model in many many ways. And is it? It's got to be somewhat difficult to, uh, you know, you have a very successful, very well known father. Uh, you're stepping up, you're in the business now. That's, there's special pressure on a guy like you, I would imagine. It is, and I just looked at the negative of it, which is that. you know, sure. People are going to compare me to my dad. I'm not my dad. Don't compare me to my dad. Right. All that stuff. When the, the positives of it, the pluses are much more powerful than the minuses. The pluses are, number one, they're going to remember your name. If you're Rob Reiner, Liza Minnelli, Ed Begley, you know, yeah. there's so many sons and daughters of famous people that are doing very well. The one, they're going to remember your name in a job interview, which is essential that they remember your name. And two, they got something to talk about to make everybody relaxed. And the, you know, I worked with your dad on patterns that Rod Sterling wrote. And yeah, we did 12 Angry Men as a teleplay years ago. And uh, top of page eight, Eddie, good luck. I love the old man. What a great way to start a job interview. People are rooting for me. Yep. Relaxed and I'm relaxed. They made me relaxed. So, it was all a plus having Ed Sr. as a dad, and I finally realized that after a few years of thinking about it the wrong way. Uh, the book is called To the Temple of Tranquility uh, and Step on It. Ed Begley Jr. with us this morning. You know, Ed, since, since you popped on and hearing your, your lovely, wonderful voice again, and I over the years, I'm in my 52nd year of doing, doing radio, uh, about 40 years now doing morning radio, and I just... Over the years, the thing, first of all, Ed Bagley Jr. is the only person I've ever interviewed while he was riding a stationary bike the whole interview. Oh, nice. <laughs> I thought that was terrific, Ed. <laughs> you still do- I forgot about that. I was running my generator bike. I was yes. a little bit of a lag in the sunshine for a while. I needed to charge up the batteries so I could have a, a speakerphone call or something, have enough power. And I rode that exercise bike. I forgot about that. That's great. Thank you for bringing that up, Tom. Honest to God, it is one of the great. I am having all of the, this flood of memories of talking to you over, I don't know how many years it's been now, but I, I've always been a huge fan of yours. Anyway, you, you are, and one thing I, I will tell you, I don't know if you got it from your father or improved on it from your father or where it came from, but you are sincerely one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. You're a very talented guy, very well-known, all the way, but you're such a hell of a nice man, yet... We need more Ed Bagley Juniors. That's all I have to say. Right back at you, Tom. You're always a delight to talk to, and in every other part of your life, it's just great to know you. Well, that's a very nice thing to say. And by the way, you might be the only man I ever watched prance through a bar naked in a movie. You thought you were invisible, but you weren't. I, was, I played Son of the Invisible Man, and I can see why I got that part. Uh, me taking off my clothes is definitely good for a laugh. Ask my wife to confirm that. That's another thing if you want to... It's going to be some laughter. 
God, it's wonderful. Are you going to go on a uh, Are you going to go on a tour with the book? Do you think uh, in, in the future? Yeah, I've been doing it already. I went to New York and did some press there, the CBS Morning Show, and did a book signing in New Jersey, and did some ABC uh, their YouTube show, and just been busy with everything. I'm going to Powell's Books in Portland, Oregon. I'm going to the Chicago Humanities Festival, so I'm all over the place. So I'll be kind of close to you there at the Chicago Humanities Festival. That's the 28th of this very month, October, so that's not so far from now. I say I could just meet you in, like, Madison. We could meet in the middle. you got a deal. We'll meet in the middle. I love Madison. <laughs> what a great town that is. No, it is a great town. You're absolutely right. No, Ed, seriously, because, and I'm very serious about this, during the pandemic, uh, not a lot of interviews. My whole career I based around doing interviews with people like you, and for a few years there, I nobody was doing interviews. Everybody's staying away. You certainly didn't have anybody coming in the studio with you. So to have people like you back with us, uh, it's just wonderful. I, I cannot wait to read your book. And and if you happen to lose your way driving home from Chicago and you head a little little northwest, just keep coming to Minneapolis. I'd love to buy you dinner sometime, pal. I would love to do that. You've got a deal, pal. I'd love to get together live and in person. So when I next get that way and got a little bit of time, I promise I will do that. We'll get it done. Ed, please come back soon. As the book goes along, could you come come back and we'll talk more about how the book's doing, uh, the, To the Temple of Tranquility, and Step On is the name of the book. So please come back very soon. You made my day, sir. And you made mine. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks, Ed. Ed Bagley, Jr., he, honest to God, is one of the... Oh, this guy, I mean, he grew up with a very famous father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his father didn't have the same sense of humor he did, I will tell you that. His father was a very serious, dramatic actor. Uh, whereas Ed can do some brilliant, Ed Jr., do brilliant comedy. When he thought he was invisible, prancing around oh, a bar I, naked. I can't even. Because, <laughs> you know, I know him from so many things. Like, he, you know, there's you, you can think of, like, a million shows he's in. The idea of him being running around naked is, like. <laughs> and he's doing, the, he's doing, like, lifting up bottles. Uh, like, oh, make it look oh like the bottle's God. floating. No, he, you're holding it up. <laughs> He does. He did so well in Arrested Development. In oh, Arrested yeah. Development, mm-hmm. he had like uh, alopecia, and he would buy like eyebrows oh, and different gosh. hairs and things like that. And it was just she was so funny without trying. That Absolutely, hard. he yeah. doesn't even try to be funny, no. and he's funny. And then that bike thing, I remember that. That was such a wild. He was riding a bike the whole time he was talking. He wanted his house to be net zero when it comes to efficiency or using right, any electricity, right. and so. But he had, yeah, he was like, well, we got to, it was, it's a cloudy day and I need, it was so funny. You know what I do have to realize, because I, I do watch a bit of news. I don't watch any, anywhere near as much as news as I used to, but I kind of like keep an eye on things because things are getting worse by the day and everybody hates everybody else and everybody's pissed off and oh my God, blah, blah. And I sit back and I go, why can't you just enjoy your life? Why don't you just calm down? Yeah. We'll try to make things better. But then... Things like that just happened. Ed Begley Jr. came on and, and told me on the show that he missed me, after, you know, and I missed yeah. him. There's no question about it. Maybe I can be a lot more tolerant because I have had a magnificent life. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So do you think that's part of it? Maybe you should go out and meet somebody and fall in love and get a job you actually like and stop blaming your problems on everybody else. I love that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, and enjoy the little things more. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
yeah, the world, don't focus, don't sit and watch CNN or whatever news network all day long. Any of them. Because it's, yeah, it's all negativity. Go get an ice cream cone in, like, some <sighs> park or something. Yeah, Let's go get an ice cream cone right now. Last thing I need is more ice cream. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a buyer lease just down the road. Can I tell you the sweetest thing? Our, uh, so we have an ice cream truck that comes every Thursday. Ooh. Her name is Penny, and we are obsessed with Penny. It's a whale of a treat. She has a big whale on the side of her. Oh, I've seen I think that. I've seen, uh, I've I think seen I've seen her food truck yep. down by like the Stone Arch Bridge. Yes, yeah, she's amazing. Um, if you ever see her, just give her money and get the ice cream. It's just so she's just so delightful. She came by our house last night and just knocked on the door and goes, you know, I have some treats for you guys just to get you through the winter and gave oh, us God. some ice cream treats. Came to our house. Penny Very came smart. By. <clears throat> I was like, yep. Penny, and we um. I just, it was like, she was like, I, didn't, I felt weird knocking on your door. I was like, you could come in. And I, and I made her take a picture with Gogo. She's never out of the van. So I was all excited yeah. that I, I was like, you have legs. Um, but it was so sweet. And it was like that ice cream base That's thing. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what we're looking for. Just the fact that she thought of you. We need more of that. Look, mm -hmm. I know people have, you know, I've had times in my life that suck too. I understand that. And I just. I really don't understand taking such a strong political position that you can't agree on anything. Why do you want to live like that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, both sides, far left, far right. Why do you need to be so extreme in your beliefs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there something religious about that? I mean, they're treating it like a religion, not a oh, political 100%. party. Right, so you, you, on both sides, it's a religion to them. It really is. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think there's like a fear... I feel like everybody's scared they're living the wrong way or like that everyone's not living like them. I don't really know what the basis is. Because if Tevin told me, he came in here today and said, every day in the morning, I like to stand on my head for 20 minutes and I feel closer to God, I'd say, that sounds great. I'm not, that's not Good. my journey. Good. Right. But I, I'm happy that you are finding something great for you. Oh, yeah. And like, I have no problem with people having any sort of religions that differs from mine or mm -hmm. whatever our views mm -hmm. or wanna have this or that. So I don't understand that obsession with, no, 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 don't do that, Tevin. Tevin, don't right. do that. I know that you like that and enjoy that, but no, I don't do that. So you need to not do that. Yeah, because I don't do it, you shouldn't do it either. Yeah. That makes no sense. I don't get it. No. Honest to God. No, and I worked with a guy that was a flat earther and like oh, extremely religious, and like to the point where like every like every conversation he had That's was rough. based around religion. And there it you was go. like, is there it? You are you the most fun person to have just a generic <laughs> conversation with? Not really, but like I don't hate you because no. you think the Earth is flat or whatever else. You Where believe. did you work with him at? Uh, I work, he was at a, so my friend owns Peterson Craftsman Meats. It's a family-owned meat processing oh, thing. There. Where? Uh, they're based out of Wisconsin now, over in Os uh, my hometown, Osceola. Oh, okay. But they distribute to, like, you've probably eaten his meat. They distribute to a lot of restaurants Why'd here. Why'd you look at me when you said yeah, that? Yeah, right? I was you, like, like, you go out to no, restaurants and eat? You've probably eaten his meat, yeah, AJ. Yeah, I've... I'm a married woman. Okay. Anyway, go. <laughs> oh my God. Peterson Craftsman Meats, best meat ever. Anyway, worked. Yeah, worked there. And Did he they was, sell it here? Uh, yeah, they mostly distribute to um, restaurants and stuff. Oh, the restaurant. Okay. Yep. So that. Damn it. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he, I'll I'll hit him up and you want some bacon or something. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Up. I know a guy. Oh, don't start with the bacon, man. I love bacon. Damn. 
You know, there's not a bacon I don't like. I like thin bacon. I like thick bacon. Oh, hell yeah. yeah candied bacon. Like, <laughs> it's you, phenomenal. You Canadian bacon. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah. Any kind of bacon. I couldn't agree more. It's a magnificent setup. There's yeah. no question about it. But ah, what the hell? It all works out in the end, doesn't it? It does. And I do have to say that even though I just said that you people should do what they want, the... I do not love when you were talking about your coworker who's obsessed with flat earther. I just don't want to have to hear about it every day. Like, give me an yeah, every other day yeah. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hear anybody's stuff every day. What is the point behind flat Earth? I don't understand that. I don't know either. Like, it's there's you can watch. There's I think it's on Netflix. There's a documentary that you can watch where they try to like t- convince you that the Earth is flat, and you can. I went into it open minded. Like, you know what? Yeah. Convince me. I want my mind to be changed. And I got five minutes in, and I was like, yeah, this is not – nothing you guys are doing makes any sense. Well, I, I, yeah. I've seen the – it's a YouTube video of this flat earther guy trying to, like, prove it. And so yep. he, he, it's like a football field or whatever or something far away. He puts two, like, stakes in the ground at the same height, and then he has a little hole, and he's like – if I go over here, I should be able to see this red light because there's no curvature of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then on camera, he gets up there and he's like, "I don't, I don't see the light." I, th- <laughs> I think oh. I know. I think I know I which which video you're talking about. I think he spent like twenty thousand dollars putting together this oh. like experiment where it's like, "Yep, this is going to once and for all prove that the earth is flat." And so he goes through, and then at the end of it, he's like, "And right here, should." Nothing. He's like, yeah, well, oh. <laughs> video's over. But did he actually think that 100 yards was enough curvature in I, the earth? I think I think, like, I, I think I underestimated it. It's it's further than, it than that. Yeah. I was just throwing out a number for the sake of sh- showing that there was a distance. But um, he, he rented out, like, a giant field and, like, set it up in a different oh, way. Okay. And, right. yeah, he's like, I should be able to see this light shining through this hole mm-hmm. at this angle, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets over there, and he's like, I, uh... So I don't see the hole. And it's just like, and then the video just ends. <laughs> I mean, here's what I don't understand about that, though. Because you can see, as you're driving down any highway in the world, you can see the tops of buildings in the distance. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just about at eye level. But you can tell it's the top of the, the building because of antennas or whatever. And then as you get closer, you see more of the building. How is the earth flat if that happens? Or like, right. you know, when you fly... Yeah. You can look out a window, and then yep. you, eventually it, like, drops off. But do you really think that the world just ends at that point where it, <laughs> it drops off, like, you know, 100 miles to the west? No. Like, yeah. come on now. Or, like, people, because technology has come so far. Like, I can go purchase a GoPro and a weather balloon very easily, tie it to a string, and up in the air it goes, and you can see the curvature of the earth. Like, yeah. you yep. can, or, like, um, my favorite is, like, well, what if you're going to fly from, like, one part of the globe to the other are you telling me like they go the long way now so your trip from like california to right russia is going to be 24 hours because you got to go the long way no come on guys i like your connection commie ass california and russia i like that yeah good connection tomato tomato from what i'm (laughs) california (laughs) is just (laughs) moscow why why is it important to some for some people to think that the earth is flat I, I don't think understand. they just want to be quirky also, and different. Also, sometimes I think there are things that are too overwhelming for people in their brains. Like the just, earth? Yeah. And they're, pretty I mean, overwhelming. The earth is overwhelming. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty yeah. overwhelming. Gravity in general and like the fact that everything is relying on like a, uh, a mm-hmm. spinning piece of earth. Like, that is terrifying. Yeah. So sometimes your brain just goes doopy doopy doop. 
flat. Maybe you just answered my question. Maybe it's fear. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like if yeah. if as a kid you were told something by your parents, like this is the way it is, and then you went your whole life believing that, like it's to then all of a sudden have that not be true kind of shatters your existence. So you're trying to hold on to. That's what happened to me. Yeah. My father told me his whole life that he was around me, I was an asshole, and I believed it. Um. And then later on, I found out it wasn't true. Oh, thanks yeah. for arguing on my side, all three. Oh, sorry. I, they all stay AJ, silent. AJ turned my mic. I yeah. turned it back on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay, sorry. You I was, I was yeah, screaming at the top of my lungs yes, over here. No I, th- I thought that it was going to be like one of those stories where it's like my dad left to go get milk in 1984 and never came back. Well, Tom believed it was a flat earth because he's like, he must have fallen off the side he of the earth. Off. You know where all that water's fallen off? That's yep. where he is. First of all, where did the water go? Do we have enough water that you can just keep dripping uh, off the side no, of the a, planet? They think it's an ice cap. So like Antarctica, essentially they believe that it's not a globe, but like if you squished a globe and Antarctica was around like the outside, and then all the land is on the inside with like the water. So they like hold it in. Well, wouldn't we run out of snow melt sooner or later? Uh, maybe that's why global warming is such a big deal because oh, now our, be. uh, our ice wall is going to melt and we're, oceans could are going to be. be drained, yeah. Again, I'm fine with people thinking that because, like, there's a lot of things that I just know on a very basic level where I don't want to know more. Mm-hmm. Computers. I don't really, really know how the internet works. Oh, no. Like, <clears throat> reproduction. Like, does I only anyone? know, like... Yeah, does anyone? Agree? Like, there's just, like, a lot of things in my, me where I go, I accept them. And if this person, if that they, the mechanism that they need to get throughout the day is just to believe that the earth is flat, fine. Like... I probably don't want them teaching science class. Yeah. But... I don't want them watching my kids, but they can... I mean, honestly, they can watch Go-Go for a little bit. So what was it, 19, like, home computers, the internet was, what, late 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there, like, 98, 97, 98, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the first time Andy fired up. Now, he was only 10 or 11 years old at oh, the time. I bet he was happy. He fired up the internet, and, and it's going... Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm supposed to stand here for an hour and a half while that comes up? The, it took forever. The AOL sign on was the most. <laughs> the, was oh, that really? screeching sound? And trying to get on. Oh, that, that deal, yeah. Yeah, and like know that your school report is relying on that thing to connect. <laughs> and you're just like, please. And it'll go beep, 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 oh, beep. Yeah. And you're like, mother trucker, I need to, I need to look up. Native Americans in Minnesota. Like, I have a report due in an hour. And then somebody, like, you're using oh. that, and then no no phone calls can happen now because oh. you're on the internet. All oh, of yeah. a sudden, my yep. stepsister, Andrea, picks up the phone, and I'm kicked offline, and I'm like, <laughs> no! I had, like, 40 songs downloading from Napster. I was going to I was gonna have the whole album of Eminem. Ugh. So Andy's nine. He's got a neighborhood buddy that's 11. His buddy comes over. I go downstairs. What's his buddy watching? Porn. You got it. First thing I ever saw a full picture of on the internet was a naked woman. And Andy's like, and well, you're... like labeling the parts because he's like, well, I might as well learn something. You know, the femur. <laughs> Here's the labia. <laughs> the femur. Doing research for health class. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Oh, but honestly, God. But then I pictured in my mind. They had to sit there for about 10 minutes oh. while the line went oh. back and forth yeah. before she even appeared. And yeah. it was a very exciting time for them. <laughs> collarbone, collarbone. Is that nip, nip? Oh, uh, wait, no, no elbow line, still? Okay, all right. 
That's what they were doing too. Yep, probably. They were commenting as the as the naked woman appeared more and more. It's a very mm. exciting time. How would you even know where to look though if you've never been on the internet before? That's the whole fun of it. The, back then it was a wild time because nobody really knew what was going yeah, on, true, what we were true. doing. We're just out there, and we were out and. T- Freaking chat rooms, talking to strangers left and right. Oh my gosh! That that blows my mind. Lucky everybody didn't get killed. Uh, me and my friend <laughs> Michelle, our this is so bad. Our number one hobby, Tom, is we'd go to a chat room, and we'd have like a name that was could go either way. Like oh, I don't want to use Alex. What's a what's a boy or girl Sam. name? Sam. Thank you. We'd have like a Sam, and we would kind of convey like they would say like asl we wouldn't say you know what we were female or male or whatever mm-hmm. and we'd start talking dirty to them and then we'd be like and then i'd turn you around and insert my penis in you oh and they're like my. you're a man Jesus. oh my god and we would die laughing because we would just like get them so close to a point and then like reveal that we're a man and they're like yeah aren't you like that's what we were here for and they're oh, like god. don't ever talk to me again <laughs> and we're like i wonder how many people we infiltrated going am i okay <laughs> well it's true though it's like jesus it's so funny yeah, and we people... were like 13 14 oh, oh we my. were we would die laughing about it do they still, I, I got to believe, I don't know, because I don't really go on that much other than to research something, but do they still have porn everywhere on the internet? I suppose they oh, do. Oh, yeah. Only yeah. on Tevin's computer. Oh, well, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's no one's just, allowed to use that right, one. Right, it's just Tevin. my home computer. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, and now, like, social media, like, everything is just out there now. Yeah, I suppose. And, again, because they've, like, really tried to, like, destigmatize like, the sex worker industry, so you'll get more sites that, like, porn stars will have their own Twitter account or Instagram account, because it's promoting a business. So, yeah, it's all... You can find whatever you want on Instagram, Facebook. Except for what I liked most about having a screen in the basement. Playing Pong. Good old Pong. Yeah, yeah game... Yeah. When ball, that was the ball, best game, ball, just ball. watching the ball go side to side. <laughs> exactly. That's all it did. He went, ooh, look at that shot. Oh, how about this shot over here? Or this even like really... I remember as a kid playing Madden and being like, oh, my gosh, oh, these yeah. graphics are so real. You, you can see his breath. <laughs> and now you look back at it and you're like, this looks terrible for how far <laughs> technology has come. Pretty much true. Yeah. But look at where we are now. We're, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's Taking the place of broadcast—that's uh, what the internet. The internet has gotten to that point now, where mm-hmm. it's just blown up huge, and it is what it is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No technology. Uh, although I was at the Apple Store yesterday because my computer crapped out on me while I was trying to edit some stuff, and so I'm sitting there as they're helping me reset everything. And behind me, I hear uh, like a younger guy going like, "And you can use your phone to store your debit card." and use it to pay for things. And I turn around because I was like, who doesn't know about Apple Pay? Right. And it's just a group of elderly women like nodding in agreement and like writing stuff down. And oh my gosh, if you ever want to just like have fun and see people not like completely out of their element, go to the Apple store. Because like these guys like, put your password in. And lady's like, well, I don't know my password. Like, we're going to have to reset it. Like, yeah, but what's the email? Like, right. I'm like, dude, right. some people are so technologically like. Last time I was in the Apple store, I almost had a mental breakdown. It's it's insane. It's, I almost lost my mind on them because, you know, AirPods, you like those little mm-hmm. yeah, it was sure. wireless headphones yep. you put in your ear. 
I uh, run with that and I had the charger on the stroller and I lost the charger. Okay, that's not that expensive part. The charger is like 30, 40 bucks. Right. The headphones are the expensive part. I went in there and I said, hey, I need to buy a new charger. They're like, I was like, here are my AirPods. I just need to buy a charger. They go, do you know the VIN number on your oh, charger? Oh, God. I said, no, I didn't even know they had. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we can't sell you that because these could be stolen. And I was like, if they are stolen, it, what are you going to do? Like, what, what, can you, I buy a charger? They go, no. And I was like, what do you mean? I need to know there's a secret number on this charger that's got to be the, like a, what, a size of a Tic Tac? Yeah. Like, wh- I like was twitching. I was like, no, I didn't write this down. Like, I have a life. I don't know what you're, I almost lost my mind. Right. Also, like, we can charge these on your guys' chargers you have here. And yeah. when I try to connect, it'll say Britney's AirPods. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not hard to find and, out. And I bought them through you. Do you have the number? They're like, no, sorry, we don't keep that. Same. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why? Why would anyone? Why would anybody like these? Are not a seventy thousand dollar investment. I didn't get home and put it, you know, on a little piece of paper and right. then in my safe. Can I please charge these AirPods? Like, fine, you're right. Like, I can just go to your display model, put my AirPods in there, and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was so mad. Yeah, and especially because, like, do people probably steal AirPods and then try to go buy a charger now they got free AirPods? Sure. You can buy it on but, Amazon. But, yeah, like, you're not going to, what, you going to turn me into the police if these were stolen? So, no. yeah, I you can buy, like, off-brand chargers for it on Amazon mm-hmm. for, like, 20 bucks. But I was like, well, I might, might as well go buy the their kind just in case or something, whatever. So I was like, fine. Make me a criminal. Fine. I'm going to go to Amazon and buy a knockoff version. Fine. And if they are stolen, what do they care? Why do you care? At this point, there's nothing. That person's walking around with the charger. Maybe they'll come in later and buy AirPods. (laughs) I'm helping you. We're we're buying more stuff. At some point, we have to use our brains here, people. Like... I don't know my VIN number for anything. No. As the, which should be the correct response for everybody. Like Nothing. No. I, I mean, don't I, know the VIN. I have no idea what my plate number is on my car. I have no clue. No. What if I spit yours out right now? Just out of my I, had a fr- I, I had a friend uh, that he knew all of our cars in high school by our license plate number. Oh, my God. Yeah. A little that's creepy. A, that's a good friend. I like those kind of friends. I think that's a creepy friend. <laughs> that's what I think. No, I VIN number? I know my VIN number. On... I, even on your car, it's up there in your I know. Uh, mm-hmm. in your windshield. Yeah, I have no idea what that yeah. number is. And no, that's not what a, clue. What, a car in a house. What are those? those are some of the biggest investments you make. AirPods are maybe maybe mine were 100, 150 bucks. Where I was like, sir, the shoes I'm wearing might be my running shoes might be more expensive than these right now. Right. Like, and I'm not saying they're cheap headphones. I just was like, this is insane. Like yeah. at this point, what you're telling me, I like, I fine, fine. Yeah. I just was like twitchy. I was like, yeah, it's a weird hill to die on. Yeah, like why is this? This is the line that you're drawing in the sand. Is it AirPod chargers? It's not like I'm bringing in a phone case and asking for the phone. Like <laughs> right. I found this right. phone case. Right. Can I replace it? My phone fell. My phone fell out. I'm like literally have the meat of the electric. And it's like, you're right. Like if somebody did steal my AirPods. At that point, they win. Like, you can go buy a charger. I don't care. Like, you just have to at some point draw a line and go, this is insane. Yeah. I'm going to, ugh, I just wanted, I wanted to flip it. You know when you get so mad and you know they have no, like, the person working there is just the face, it's just the messenger. Yeah. And so you know they have no, they're not in charge of protocol. They're not in charge, and you just don't know, like, you're like, will somebody 
bring Steve Jobs here so I can lose my mind on him. Isn't he dead? Yeah. Thing is, though, it'd be a little difficult. A lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people think the person, like the the genius or the person behind the counter, is like that's who to blame right now. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, kudos no. to you for not thinking that way. Yeah. Well, I had my kid with me too, and at that point, she had hand, foot, and mouth, and was like, like really cranky, and so it was just like. I was like, the, the meanest thing I can do right now is just stay here and let her scream. <laughs> she's, she's just like, you're just rubbing Gogo up against all like the display phones. <laughs> I was just like, I, I was twitchy. And you're right, like, AJ, you're right. Like, I have to keep that in mind because it's like, there's no, that person working there is just having to convey this. And you could just tell she was like, I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, can I, can I steal the model? <laughs> yeah, stealing. Bring up yeah. stealing. That's a good idea. All right, you just want to put Target out of business some more? Apple. Well, I mean, but it never mind. Because Target closed because people were stealing. Never mind. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Why me? That's all I know. I was irate. You were irate? Yeah, you would have felt, you would have, I, w- I really was tapping into like, I need to walk away Tom style. Just like, rub my beard and go. You can cancel my genius bar appointment and walk out. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, the the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems we're also developing is nobody's polite anymore. That's true. It's no. very hard to find somebody who's polite. It's all everybody's always anybody you want. Blow it out your ass. Goodbye. I'm not gonna shop in a store if you're a prick. Yeah. Who needs it? Yeah. And when customers are rude, like any job that I've had, yeah, who needs customer that, service, I'll be like. Listen, I don't make the rules here. I'm just here to collect this check and go home. Like, I can go get the manager if you want to yell at somebody. You think I woke up and chose to wear this outfit? No. They're making me wear this outfit. They're making me talk to you. Like, this is all all just choreographed. Sir, I also think it's egregious that you're paying this price, but I don't set the prices. So. You're the one that willingly walked in here. So. Right. Do you want no, this you, or yeah, not? It's your fault. I, I do love that. It's your fault that I'm in a horseshit mood. That's yeah. really great. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why. Well, I'll give you an example. I, I might have mentioned this yesterday, but I don't know if I did or not, but I had dinner with Dave Bialke and, and uh What's that sales guy's name again? Pat something? Don't Eberts, even. I think it is. Yeah. But anyway, we had dinner at Baccio. Okay? Love Baccio. When? Mm-hmm. Monday night. I just said Monday night. Do you think you'll ever listen to what I say? Grant was there Monday night. He was? Yeah, it was his birthday on Monday, and he went ate at Baccio. Because really? he, he had a trouble pronouncing that name. I was just like, had a deja vu moment. How do you have trouble pronouncing Baccio? He didn't say Bacchio, does he? I think he panics and just doesn't say it. He goes, you know, oh. and then he spells it. It's actually kind of cute. Baccio. So we're done, and we get up, and we leave, and I ran into a couple of friends of mine on the way out. Met some listeners on the way out. It was very nice. And I walked up to the front, and I said, um, are you the manager? And she got, like, very stiff. Yeah. Which means her... When people ask you that question, it's never good. Yeah. yeah. I said, she said, yes, I'm the manager. I said, well, I want you to know that uh, Natalie did a great job and the food was wonderful. And, you know, I just wanted you to know that it was really, really good. And she said, could you come back more often? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever does that. And I, I learned from my mother, and it was from my mother. I said, Tom, if you had a good time, tell the manager. I love that. Tell her, hey, you know what? I brought my car in for service. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Uh, no one does that anymore. I love telling people how much I, like, I, that's like, 
a weird. I love doing that. I do too. Mm-hmm. It do, makes me happy. It makes them happy. But do you know what I hate? And Tevin probably did this as a manager at a restaurant. I hate, and it's because I was a server. I, I to this day hate this. Is when the manager comes around to tables and go, "How's your meal going?" Because it feels like I just want to be like, "Narc, I'll never tell you." <laughs> well, he's just making sure you're okay. Yeah, but like I would never. I'd even if it was a problem, I'd never tell this manager just because like I was a server. I was on the other side of it, and I used to hate when the manager, <laughs> especially like an awkward manager, would come. Oh, because you sucked at it, and they because always said that. I had like a vibe with my table, and so when a manager comes, it's like it's like I don't know. It just feels like a little bit demeaning does this make any sense i know exactly what you're talking about because like uh when i like when i'm playing playstation sometimes the game just crashes that's how technology works but then playstation is like hey we see that your your game is no longer working do you want to send a report about <laughs> no. it being oh, bugged? Oh, I hate that. And I'm like, oh my I'm not God. telling you anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. You I are can, not going to get that info. I don't care if the server straight up put boiling soup in my lap. <laughs> I'll never tell you, manager. <laughs> like, get out of here, narc. I'm on the server's side. No, I, Sticking to the man. I, never. I, get I, out. I worked at, at a couple places as a manager where that was like a primary part of your was you had to go to every oh, table and hey how's your, how's your dinner how's your dinner and i'm like it's it feels so unnatural i'm gonna interrupt these people's dinner just for them to go good like okay it also, I'm gonna walk away. like tom you'd hate it you'd hate it as a server because it also feels like a power move they're like i'm actually dad here i'm at hey you know i'm the manager here i just wanted to check in how your meal is going and it's like but he's been told to do that oh know? no i know but right. i still like the part of me that's like See, Get out of here. I think I think you would have liked me because I was on the side of like the server because we had like yeah. I remember there was one time where a guy ordered a steak, got it well done, complains about it being dry, and so the server tries to politely explain to him, "Hey, it's when you well make a well done. done steak, you press all the juices out, it's going to be a little bit drier." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy, nope, I've been eating well done steak my whole <laughs> life, and so the server comes and finds me, and he's like, "I was like, well, what did you tell?" the guest and he's like I explained to them that when you press it the juices blah 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 okay perfect I go to the table and like the guest or the guest kind of looks at me like he's gonna be on my side and said verbatim what the server said and the guest just like sits now he's eating his dry steak I was like we can get you a regular cooked one but yeah no I'm on the side of the the server I like to drag the the customer through the mud a little bit oh that's nice (laughs) only if they deserve it yeah. Only if they deserve, they, they deserve it, they deserve yeah. it. Because you, yeah. you get people that will complain, and you'll be like, well, what can I do for you? And they'll be like, nothing. You should. I just wanted to make you aware. And it's like, well, fucking fight me then. Like, I yeah. don't know. What do you want? You know, it's much less likely if I had a bad meal that I would complain about it. Oh, for sure. I just, it's like, I would either, if it's that bad, I probably would never eat there again. Mm-hmm. And if it's just kind of bad, I'd go, eh, whatever, it happens. I feel like I would be more likely to tell the server, like, hey, I didn't like when you said this, than ever tell their manager anything. I would never, never. What is it with you and managers? Because I was a server and you're I'm not 90, very good. But 99% of the time, you, you had nothing to do with the problem because you're just oh, yeah, delivering you their food and like it was, you know, uh, the the cook did something wrong, or they didn't get sat long enough, or it took a long time. Like, and you're just the deliverer of this thing. Yeah, but what if it turns out you have a horseshit personality? That's that was my problem. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know. I was a great server. No, <laughs> oh, I was a where, great where server. Where were you a server? Uh, I don't want to say because they were very, they were quick. A&W. Like, I talk a lot of shit because they were very corporate. Oh, really? And they don't exist. The one that I worked at doesn't exist anymore. Is so you're a... protecting a company that no longer is around. It's still here in Minnesota. That's just not the one I worked oh. at. Is it like a it? chain restaurant? Mm-hmm. 
Was it at 50th and uh, Highway 100? Was it a Perkins? I oh, I thought Perkins. for sure she was going to say Perkins. Yeah, is it like a diet? Like, what, what type of food do they sell there? Um, a little higher end than like Applebee's, but definitely corporate. And it was like we had uh, we had undercover. TGI Fridays. We, every, every week we TGA had. TGI Fridays. Nope. Every week TGI we had. TGI Saturday. <laughs> yep, Saturday. Every week we had every undercover week. customers. <laughs> to the whole week. And like it was so corporate. And so, and then they were quick to like, if a customer complained, they would just take it, you know, the price off their meal. They'd be like, mm. oh, we'll just, you know, uh, copy that, which always was annoying because then they tipped less and people would treat you like crap. Like, I see, I was right. And you're just like, mm. settle down, everyone. Okay, we'll continue this, but I do have to take a break. I know. Because I'm about 13 minutes late. So, oh, wow, sorry. But we'll get back to it. No, it's all right. You guys are. You don't have to pay attention. You don't do a professional show. You don't, don't worry about being a professional. You know, Just right? Tell us what to do, Dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this, continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0 and more. Great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. I said 50. You heard me, 5 Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 
It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership. That's just 20 minutes east of the Metro in Baldwin. Still says West on there, by the way. I'll change that. Thank you, sir. Uh, whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next vehicle. The month of October is tire month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That is FlagshipFord.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is from the Wall Street Journal. I'm looking at a headline, and I don't know what this means. Wall Street's latest obsession is an unknowable number. Okay. So what does that mean? No idea. I don't either. I have no clue. The debate centers on the unobservable term premium that models say is surging. Does anybody know what the hell they're talking about? Still very lost. Where's Josh Arnold? I better get him on the phone. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. No idea. Live markets, P&G earnings boosted by higher prices. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to click on the story and go into it because it might just go on and on and on about stuff we have no knowledge of. Average annual change in family health insurance premiums. I, I just, First of all, have you ever known a period where everyone was on strike, where prices were all going up, Nobody wants to pay anybody. Everybody wants to make at least twice as much as they're making now. How did we get, I mean, our politicians have failed us miserably in this country for the last 250 years or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know anymore. Completely. Nothing is right now. Have you, no matter what you do, nothing goes right anymore because people have dropped the ball every step of the way. I know, and then there's like, they really break it down in a weird, basic way, or they're like, "People just don't want to work," and it's like, "No, that's that's just like a we- that's not that's that's a very umbrella-y thing to say, and it's not mm-hmm. true." Well, you got to finish the sentence though. People don't want to work with you. That's true. You see what I'm saying? It's not different. No, I people don't want to work. Well, if you didn't have to work, would you work? No. I would. I may. Okay, that's. I guess my answer was quicker than I thought because I get a lot of joy coming in yeah. here. I love doing this job. I love... That's joy. This is my version of joy. That's my version of joy. You're welcome. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. But, like, and I, every... Most, people's jo- most people don't feel that way about their jobs. Right. I would have to say that going to their jobs are not, like... So, in other words, sitting here bullshitting is not the normal job? It's not work. <laughs> it's no. not work. Like, if you had to ask somebody that's working in, like, yeah. a factory... Hey, yeah. would you rather not have to come in here every day? They'd be like, yeah, I'm not really getting that's true. fulfillment out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I worked in a couple of different factories. I was not good at it. Got to be honest with you. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Where where are we? I know where we're headed with all this stuff. Apparently they're going to vote on a Speaker of the House. They can't get that right either. Uh, let me just point something out to all of you, the Democrats and the Republicans, the Speaker, uh, trying to elect a new Speaker. 
maybe you should get your head out of your ass and do the people's work instead of your personal opinion what it should be. Get out, get out of the way of the American people, because that's what you're doing right now, is you're blocking the flow and good handling of our problems by pushing your personal agenda. Get out of the way. Yeah. Serve the people. That's your job. Not to make more money for yourself. Not to hate uh, McCarthy or Jordan or whomever it is on the left or the right or the whatever. Your job is to serve the people. So get your head out of your ass and do that. Wait, it's mm-hmm. not to grandstand and to have a sound bite that they can use forever? Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, look, I just went through my, and, and you know, I'm very open about this. I always have been very open about this. Minnesota needs to take uh, a step back on this tax situation. Mm-hmm. The taxes in this state are psychotically high now. I just have to trust you on that because that's kind of all. I've only ever been an adult in Minnesota. So it's kind of like this is all I know. Oh, God, the taxes here are insanely high. I'll give you an example. Uh Uh, You know, I'm not going to give you the numbers, obviously, but I'll give you an example. Federal tax was blah, blah, blah. Let's say I'm going to just give $100. I'm going to say my federal tax was $100. Okay. And that tax rate is, what, 39% in the upper rate? And Yeah, okay. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Okay, so follow this then. If that's the truth... My federal tax was $100, and my state tax was 65 How the hell can my state tax be thir- two-thirds of my federal tax? Yeah. How is it? You know what I found out? What? At the federal level, they dial back all these things. Minnesota won't do that. They just charge you a flat out. They don't try to help the taxpayer at all in this state. I did learn this, though, about taxes recently, and it kind of blew mm-hmm. my mind, that your income... So let's say you make let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, okay. and if you make fifty thousand, you get you get uh, a certain percent off, or you get the you get taxed at a certain percent, twenty mm-hmm. percent, let's say. Uh, Is that on a federal level? No, any any whatever level, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like you get your first until you hit that mark, that first income gets taxed to that point, and then yeah. once you hit more, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that because I was like the. People that make this much money, why would you even make that much money if you get taxed that high? And I was I like, oh, it's that true. first chunk of money is t- is all t- <clears throat> your. If you when you hit my until you hit my salary, we all get taxed at the same amount, and then once like above it, there's a different tax bracket. Like yeah. that's that blows my mind. You mean same percentage, not amount. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying you just didn't know there were tax brackets? Well, I didn't know that. Not. <laughs> No, like that was very calm. No, no, I think I'm explaining it wrong because I I didn't know that like like technically Tom gets taxed at my percentage until his income like his the his fifty thousand will get taxed at the our fifty thousands will get taxed at the same amount. Oh, okay, but then once he reaches the next benchmark, and that's then when that, he switches that over to the next second chunk of yeah. money that's above mine gets taxed at a different percent. Oh, okay, but like I didn't know because I was like, oh, your whole income is thirty. It's like no, the first yeah. hundred thousand is at you know whatever rate, mm-hmm. and then the next chunk is at a different I got rate. You. I didn't know that. Oh, I thought okay. it was like your your income in general just gets yep. taxed at that higher rate. I know that seems basic, but I literally learned that this year when well, I was no, doing taxes. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Very I, true. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, taxes are just so confusing unless you're, like, somebody that studies and is your tax professional. Because I remember, like, putting in, if you have two jobs, and it's like, well, my first job, oh, I'm getting all this money back. <laughs> no. And then the second job no. you put in, you're like, 
I have to pay in now. Well, we're just going to pretend I didn't work that second. Like, yeah. it's, it's everything is confusing, uh, especially like what you can write off, what you can't write off. Yeah, it sucks. It's so amazing because the middle class pays all the taxes. Correct. The low end doesn't pay any taxes, and the high end doesn't pay any taxes. Well, it's true, too. In the high end, I found this out, you know, with by being bribed by proxy to people who had made money. A lot of people know how to get past a lot of those taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, love them or hate them, but Trump mentioned it. He's like, well, you're stupid if you're paying that tax. Like, if you're, you're uh, mm-hmm. and right. it's, it's, I mean, it's a very, like, oh, I see. So if you have enough money to know the system, you don't have to, you can figure out ways not to pay money when you pass money down to relatives. Billionaires or, don't pay any tax. And that just, like, hurts to just go, Why oh, not? I see. There's, like. You can be rich enough to just know that you're going to get away with, like, you know, all yeah. the loopholes and all the things. But then at the same time, I can't remember who the, like, millionaire billionaire was, but they, like, released his tax, like, how much he paid in for taxes. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, more than the entire state of Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's like you do yeah. get other sides of where it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, some people are paying their quote unquote fair share. Yeah, some. Yeah. Not many. No. Not many of them, though, I, I will tell you. It just. It's an unfortunate situation that, uh, and I don't, why do we need to have such high taxes in Minnesota? I can understand it in New York and Chicago and and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. There are millions and millions and millions of people there. Why do we need to have such high tax? Minnesota has the third highest tax in the country. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, Minnesota's a great place to live, don't get me wrong, but it's like there's a lot of things that seem to not get done that you would think, we should be paying for with our taxes to get it done quicker. I would think so. That would be kind of nice. But look, I, I just have a lot of problem with there's a I love Minnesota. I was born here. I was raised here. I love living here. There's no question about it. But I am the older I get, the less I like that passive aggressive horse shit that Minnesotans love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that passive aggressive deal. You won't be aggressive to my face, but you'll go behind me and stab me right in the back. Yeah. I hate people like that. Stand toe-to-toe. You don't like something I did, then stand toe-to-toe with me and tell me that, and we can talk it over. But if you go behind my back and go, hey, did you see what Tom did? And talking to all your stupid-ass friends. I don't like that about Minnesota. And I've never... You live in New York and did that, they'd shoot you in the head. Yeah, right in the head. <laughs> it's true. What do you think? Just one gunshot? Yeah, turn sideways, kill shot. I do love, I love an aggressive king or queen. Like, I love, I love knowing where you stand with people. I love that. I just tell them flat out. And when I say things like, get the hell away from me, I'm serious. If you, mm. if you hear Tom say that, you should probably get the hell away from him. Yeah, it's time to move. So if you say it as in jest a lot, too, like when I, like, say something that you're annoyed, like, you'll go, get the hell away from me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, because yeah. it's obviously a joke. But right? if you have, like, dead eyes, <laughs> if you have dead eyes and you said not. that to me, I would be out of this room. I would literally, dead I don't eyes. care where we're at, if you were like, you need to get the hell away. I would literally go, headphones down, bye. Like, Time to go. No, I'd probably I, leave, too. Just, I just really just, wish... <laughs> that we were much more fair with people instead of buying people's votes with my tax money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really am sick to death of you buying votes for your dirty bag, dirt piece of shit self with my money. How do you really feel? Poor shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want it's me just, to do. No, like, I don't no, know. There's nothing you can do no. about it. It's our system. We should have never allowed them that much power. We're so far gone. We are way that, far gone. I don't know where to go from there because it's like, man, you just got to stick to basics. Like, 
picking up trash on the ground because like that's the extent you can change your environment when it comes to these things there's mm-hmm. not what do you what what the whole system is insane and, and the we more have you- to eventually take these politicians set them all down and go you're not that important here yeah you're right. doing our work get your head out of your ass stop taking our money to advance your career make our lives better not your life better Right. Yeah. How about we all go rise together? Yeah. How about that? There needs to be a level of accountability and transparency. Like, yes. hey, where is all this money going exactly? What? Yep. Are you, and then also, like, if you're a politician, you're making all that money. Like, I don't really have a problem with it. But like, we could incentive, like, do some sort of incentivized program. Like, oh, you actually did your job and got yeah. things what accomplished. What about that? Now you get to make a little bit more money. Like, yeah. I don't get to make more money at my job for being a horseshit employee. Why should you? I know, and I look. I, I it just I don't understand it. They, particularly around here, and again, I love Minnesota. I'm not. Don't tell me oh, I should move then. Blah blah blah. You know, whatever. That's not what I mean. Has someone said that to you? Even everybody says that. Oh, if you don't like it, if you yeah, complain you know. about it being too cold or the winter sucks right. or this sucks, move. You can go to somewhere else. Like okay, like you think that everything's great here. Yeah, calm down for crap. You like it when it's 35 below, do you? Idiot. (laughs) No, I I just, everybody is all about themselves now, and it's been building since I was a little boy. Every year you could see people becoming more and more and more self-important, and they followed the lead of our our, our elected officials, of Hollywood. I mean, my God, the ass kissing that Hollywood does toward politicians, and you know why they do that? Yeah. To get the rates cut for making movies. The, yeah. the, 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 the basically, I know it costs a lot to make a movie, but how does the government make any money off of that? Because you, if you don't make any money with the movie, they're not, not going to see a dime of it. Yeah. So Hollywood thinks they can do or say whatever the hell they want because they can. Also, like, I don't care how much I love you as an actor and actress or even Taylor Swift. Like, I love Taylor Swift. I'm so, I, her and I do not live the same life. I would not be like, I wonder what Taylor's uh, views are on childcare in Minnesota. Like, I don't care what a celebrity <laughs> no, says ever. Not. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm a little offended she hasn't issued a statement about what's going on in the Middle East right now. I... <laughs> You want to know what Taylor yeah, Swift yeah, thinks I about? Stance. Like, yeah, I don't. It's funny. It's like I always laugh when they're like, it's time for my speech. I'm going to give a speech about how this needs to change. And you're like, we don't live similar lives. Oh, now, here's no. the difference, though. Who are you and Taylor? Just anybody who wins oh, an award anybody. and okay. decides to take that time to like. There are people, though, that I do respect, like when it's the everyday job, like the third camera guy gets a chance and he speaks on something like he Mm -hmm. believes in, okay. But when like Meryl Streep talks about making change, I'm like, I'm sorry, like we don't live the same lives. It's hard for me to take your opinion all that seriously. Sorry, like you, you can say like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Like you have the money and resources to have security, to have, um, you can bring, send your kids to school in a private school. You can, you know, avoid, you can vacation in places that you've decided are safe because you bring your whole, so we don't live, we have different points of view. Mm -hmm. So I don't really care about your point of view. Who are you talking to now? Meryl Streep. 
Meryl. I just think about the like them all singing Imagine and like that's that's gonna fix the <laughs> world during, yeah. during the pandemic. Hey, it's yeah. like, it got guys, me through twenty twenty. It it's so they're so disconnected from just everyday oh, people. Are. Like yes. And, yes. Th- sorry, and that was the joke I was made about like I don't no. care what Taylor Swift has to say about it. She, totally. I, she shouldn't. She, she shouldn't have to make a statement, let alone any athlete. Totally. No, or, I know. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't care about your stance on that. I know? don't. I right. don't. But like, if you do make, a, like, if you have a cause and it's something is you're passionate about it and you oh, speak yeah. up, like, good for you. Like, I value your opinion the same yeah. as anybody else's. But like, I'm not going to now all of a sudden follow whatever it is you said to the letter of the law because yeah. you're LeBron James. And there I w- shouldn't be an obligation for them no. to, like... No. no. And I, you're right. I'm not, like, mad if they want to yeah, take that time. Exactly. But, like, I would have... I put more weight on, like, what Tevin, AJ, Tom say because we live similar lives more than I would say, like, Meryl Streep and I have anything in common. <laughs> right. That's and it's all. like when you mentioned the pandemic, it was like when all the celebrities made those videos, like, we're all in this together. Yeah, the Imagine St- yeah. song yeah. he was talking yeah. about. Yeah, like, you're in a... <laughs> 12-bedroom mansion, yeah. like, calm down. I'm in a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> Yeah, like, with, with your little dog. school pod <laughs> yeah. that they've been, like, yeah. doing where they're like, my kids oh, can't go to normal school right now. I had to get a tutor. And you're like, my kid is eating paint. <laughs> so. All right, is there anybody that we have in the – because I want to start writing bits for the show. Okay. So we need a man and a woman to voice our bits. And the first bit I want to do, you just inspired me, is Taylor Swift complaining – I don't understand why people are so upset about this Middle East situation. I mean, I like hummus. I eat it all the time. There you go. Just have on and on. Oh, my gosh. Just a bunch of hummus commercials. <laughs> These Hollywood Hummus is great. How is it dangerous? I don't, how is hummus dangerous? I, I don't get it. I eat hummus every day. I eat it every day, and I'm healthy <laughs> as hell. I think it would be wonderful. We've got to find somebody to be good at Taylor Swift's voice, though. I don't. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to. I'll try to think of it if anybody I know. She doesn't really have like a distinct voice. No, she doesn't. Yeah. I know. Like yeah, really, any average person could probably voice it all right. You're probably correct about that, but I, I, I don't know. It just, I the the self importance in this world. It's not just the United States. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am so important. No, you're not. No, I'm not. None of us are. Can we just work together? And can we have the people who are in charge, or at least they think they're in charge? Our politicians in this country are the worst they've ever been. Not all of them, but I would say 90% of them. They're all in it to make money, to get their name known, to take as much money home as they possibly can, so then their next job will pay even more. I mean, I have a friend that was involved in politics, made a decent living doing, you know, doing his job, Left, got hired, made $4 million in the next two years promoting something. Yeah. yeah. So don't tell me there's no value in being a politician in the United States. There's a ton of value in that. Yes. You can make a lot of money after you leave office. And that's, you know, maybe you guys should be grateful for that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe work your ass off for the people, represent the people, not just yourself. That'd be nice. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I still don't understand. Like I said, I just I'll, I'll close by re-referencing this, this whole situation. This Matt Gates should be kicked out of the country for what he did. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and for them to like, because they arrested his friend, right, or charged his friend, but then they want to say like he didn't do anything. It's like you can't be with well, the 17-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you can't be that close to all of everything that's going on, and then now all of a sudden, no, oh, I had no idea what was going on over here. It was nothing to do with me. 
And again, I'll go both sides. Those eight that look, I don't know McCarthy. I don't know Jordan. I don't know if they'll be any good or whatever. But that's who you got. You put up your puke the last time, and now they got their puke. What the hell's the difference? I just don't understand how these eight guys think. Well, this is what we need to do to just kind of hold everybody up. And then every single dem, not one Democrat thought to vote yes. Why don't you serve your people, not you, not your party, serve the people? Are we ever going to get back there? No, because the focus is so much on <laughs> winning. Quick. The, the focus is so much on winning the race yeah. that I think they yeah, get lost in what they're actually like, fighting for. I think that kind of that should be where like the term limits come into place. Just because I agree, if you don't have yep. if you don't have to worry about winning another election, then you can focus on just doing the job right. That's what should happen. So you talking two term for everything? Yeah, let's, I let's do couldn't it. agree more. Just like the president, you can be point. president for two terms. That's it. Yeah, all of you should do two terms and get out. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And you should just like your driver's license. You should have to take like a. Uh, hey, how with you? How with it are you with? Uh, oh, like test? a competency test? Yeah. 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 Competency? We'd have nobody working. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here. There'd be nobody on the road. <laughs> Every day no, you guys... No, no, I'm talking about in politics. I yeah. wasn't throwing you guys under the bus. <laughs> She's Brittany, looking at me like, yeah, that right. Brittany's just so triggered that she has to respond <laughs> to every... Sometimes I forget not everyone can see the video, and I just glared at you going, they'll get you know, it. You glared at me. That's true. What do you mean not everybody can see the video? Everybody's got a phone. I just mean like sometimes they just listen. And they need to go watch it on YouTube because there are some great moments that have happened on this show recently that you have to see. Oh, they're up there? Really, yeah, in order to really I don't like the way YouTube restructures it the way they want it, though. I don't like that. What do you mean? There are things on there from like five months ago that are the third item in. Yeah, we had some stuff pinned to the top that was like how to watch the stream, how to download the app. Right. We can get rid of that if you want. And, that's, and not only that, but, I mean, a woman we had on the show six months ago, that's great, but that was six months ago. Yeah. And she's number two in line. Why do they do that? Well, we had the shorts. We had, like, you, when you go to our YouTube page, there's going to be a playlist for full episodes and a playlist for, like, segments and stuff. Oh, okay. And so the segments playlist was above the full episodes one. Oh, now and it so, looks good. So yeah. I switched it. So oh, now you did? It, yeah, good. now it should good. be the Yeah, full now it's, episodes. like, like 10, 17, 10, 17. 16, 10, 13, 10, That's 12. 10, so I, do I have to do that at my house? No, it'll and automatically no, do it now. You already yep, did it uh, yeah, I took care of it. Well, so. Why do we do it that way? I never understood why we do it the other way anyway. It was, it was just the way that it was set up. So, yeah, we switched it around. So now every day after the show, I'll upload the new Phenomenal. And if you're going there to check it out right now, make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, hit that bell so icon so you can get notified every time a new episode of, of the uh, show is uploaded. See? <laughs> Smash that, that like button, baby. Oh, look at that sales job he just Holy did. Holy bucket. Proud to know you. Matter of fact, I have to take a break just to catch my breath. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel.